Today on CityCast Philly, newsstands are still around. You've probably seen them on sidewalks near major train stops or around office buildings here in the city. You can buy gum, cigarettes, or a lottery ticket. Well, they've actually been struggling to stay afloat because people just aren't buying newspapers like they used to. I'm talking with a reporter about how this old-school business model is trying to reinvent itself. It's Monday, November 27th. I'm Trini Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Jordan Levy, general assignment reporter at Billy Penn. Welcome back to CityCast Philly. How's it going, Trinae? Nice to see you. It's going good. Now, I haven't really used a newspaper stand in a really long time. You know, growing up in the city, we used to buy newspapers from those newspaper boxes on the corner, or we would get them from the paper boys on the street. You know, you would yell out your car and be like, hey, let me get a paper. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, those days are gone. So, Jordan, you recently wrote about how city council is changing up the rules for what newsstands can actually sell. What are these new rules? Well, these new rules are really meant to accommodate, I think, one big thing, which is sports apparel, official sports apparel from Philly teams. But it covers a few other topics, like also being allowed to sell flowers. And there's even some space for new like hygiene products like deodorant. Interesting. It's almost like they're going to be kind of transformed into corner stores almost. No, for sure. I mean, they've, especially since the pandemic, been looking for new ways to draw customers because the pandemic was a huge hit. Of course, foot traffic dropped to almost nothing, basically obliterating the model for a few months. And so now they're trying to find various means and methods to find their way back. Now, they aren't selling like hot foods and coffee or bagels, right? Nope, that would take a whole nother range of regulations, food service certifications. And I think very few of them are even ready to take that on financially. Is there anyone really advocating for these changes? There's this trade group called the Newsstand Association of Philadelphia. Largely the way they join all the newsstand um, entrepreneurs in the city is by having them pay for ads and sort of like basically. There's electronic chirons on top of most newsstands that also flash news of the day, date, time. Oh, like tickers almost. Yeah. Essentially. And this newsstand association has lobbied for various changes over the years. This is actually going to be the fifth change since 2013. So that's quite a few rounds in the decade. And they really just try and keep the trade alive for the entrepreneurs in large part, immigrants who are are not really turning to this business model. Right. Now, Jordan, who was actually pushing for these changes in council? That would be council member Mark Squilla of the 1st District, which makes plenty of sense because his part of Eastern Center City is home to a lot of these newsstands, even though there are some in District 5 and some also in District 4. Got it. Now, Jordan, newsstands feel kind of old school. What was their business model back in the day and how did they survive all these years? It's interesting because you can really kind of trace it back to the fate of the daily news, 
The Daily News used to have its own newsroom. It used to have much wider circulation as most print operations in the city did. The Tribune used to have a larger print operation, the Philadelphia Tribune. And so these papers were the kind of papers being sold in newsstands through the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s even. Um, the Daily News newsroom shut down and cut circulation pretty steeply. The whole business model of newspapers really changed, as well as, of course, the rise of social media, e-news. So by the time we were hitting 2010, the model was already changing significantly and news sales were way down. And really, cigarettes and lottery sales have been you know, two of the main uh, ways that those entrepreneurs still move a lot of units of commerce around. Jordan, you report that these newsstands aren't doing so well right now. Just tell me, how bad is it looking for them? Well, the numbers kind of tell its own story with regards to the fate of newsstands. A decade ago, in 2013, there were 169 newsstands active in the city. Today, there's about 96, a pretty sharp reduction, and one that doesn't seem to be stopping. But prior to 2013, there were well over 200 going further back in time. So it's becoming a less feasible option for folks and for some people, the down payment, which at least in the 80s was something around $30,000, becoming wow, a bit too okay. steep to, to really make it a, a profitable venture. You know, the nature of this business has changed. Um, like I mentioned earlier, cigarettes were quite a large part of the sales, but in 2014, there was a cigarette tax enacted to help out the school district in Philadelphia, which some business owners say really hurt them, which really pushed the lottery to be the first asset that really they have to sell. But in reality, it's just not adding up for a lot of folks. They've made these down payments and been paying them off for years. They don't see an end in sight. And so now they're unloading their stands for as much as they can really to any possible buyer to try and recoup on that initial investment. And oftentimes people are coming out with it, unfortunately, not being a profitable venture, really. And Jordan, you talk to owners. So what do they tell you about the struggling business? Really, the main piece of news I got was that it's the lottery or nothing. And lottery mm -hmm. sales really I asked about a lot of the new ventures. I asked about selling deodorant. I asked about selling flowers. I even asked about sports apparel. And while there was a little bit of interest in the sports apparel, the insistence was on lottery tickets. And people actually, the ones I talked to, which was a very small sample, three newsstand operators, but I'll just say all three of them didn't seem to think this new legislation would change their approach. Interesting. They still, they still see it as a lottery and sometimes cigarettes business. Is that because if you sell a winning ticket, you also, as the seller, get a little piece of that action, right? <laughs> I think that has to be part of the plan somewhere. I think right. so. And, and it might even really show the lengths to which they're trying to make money back on this. For sure. Now, I want to see what type of sports apparel they'll sell, because if I can find a Kelly Green jersey, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's funny, because a lot of this was pointed towards a lot of the bootleggers they saw when the Eagles would win and flood Center City with right. citizens celebrating. And, you know, there was bootleg Kelly Green stuff for years, which inspired the Eagles to bring it back. So 
I think I think that Kelly Green is moving a lot of minds and a lot of investment decisions all over Philadelphia and the area. All right, Jordan Levy, General Assignment Reporter at Billy Penn. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thanks for having me back. We'll have a link to Jordan's full story in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about the future of newsstands in Philly, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.